Hi, everyone, and welcome. This is Seeking Sustainability Live, and I'm so excited to talk with the FEW team. Look at these guys. So amazing to have all these amazing women on the show this evening. Thank you guys so much for joining. Thanks for having us, JJ. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can we just start with a round robin of short intros of all of you? And then we'll talk about few a little bit uh, more in detail. Tia, since you're on my right, you want to start? <laughs> sure. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Tia Haygood. I'm a Tokyo-based photographer. And uh, as for the few board, I'm the co-director for the sponsorship team. So sponsorship co-director. Wonderful. Awesome. And Terry, you want to go next? We'll just go in that order. Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Terry McMillan. Um, during the day, I wear an, uh, a cape as an Apple <laughs> business expert. And for my few times, I, um, I rejoined the board and I'm now a co-president of FEW, um, working with the illustrious Jackie and my amazing team. And uh, I think I, that's all I'm supposed to say, right? That's awesome. Thank you okay. so much. Uh, down to you, Kyoko. Hi, everyone. My name is Kyoko Nagano, and I run three um, businesses centered around Japanese culture. And in few, I'm a vice president. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining. And Jackie. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Jackie. I'm the president of FEW and in my, I guess, regular life, I'm a political scientist and a diversity and innovation educator and consultant. Thanks All for right. having us, JJ. Awesome. No, it's so great to have you guys. And FEW has a very long history, as we know, because next month you are celebrating your 40th anniversary. That is amazing. Fantastic. And I know most of you have not been with few for the whole 40 years, I imagine, but such a great long history of empowering women in Japan. So let's talk a little bit about why we need few Japan. Who wants to tackle that? <laughs> Maybe I'll take a stab. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're in a particularly lovely if challenging country um of course we know that um it's a hundred we're, we're 120th on the gender gap in japan um and so trying to think through what are the best mechanisms uh, of empowering women of building out structural and systemic equality for diverse women in this country has been i think uh, certainly my life's work uh, as, a, as a feminist political scientist but um, I think in terms of this space of nonprofit uh, women's organization, I think there's always been a need uh, for a space of connection and community, uh, a women-only space that women can come together across um, from you know their different walks of life, their different backgrounds, nationalities, and walk in the door and feel like they're normal. You know, we're we're so used to being in what are traditionally, I guess male-dominated spaces in the corporate world, in finance, in in the tech sector, in um, really all across the different spaces of society in Japan. And so the spaces where women are a majority in the room are really few and far between. And I think that's kind of the beauty of the acronym. Uh, when the organization launched, it actually was called Foreign Executive Women, and it was launched in 1981. 
And the idea was, and the history shows that the, the three founders came together to try and carve out a space of women's networking because they were executives in companies and they felt that there wasn't really a space for women to have professional networking together in a safe space. And the women in particular were you know, sort of missing the connection. If you look back at, at the articles that were written on our website, you can see that history. They were missing what they had in the United States um, in terms of women's professional networking. And yeah. so foreign executive I've got women some, I've got some examples to bring from your website in Wonderful. a bit later. I'm showing one of the pictures now. Um, one of the old pictures from the history stories or history of few series so from the beginning you had these career seminars and that seems like a, a thing that you've continued the career strategy seminars so it's a way to encourage but also inform and support and train women in how to be more effective in japan so in i i didn't mean for you to have to spend the whole hour explaining why because we all know why we all know why few is necessary um good thank you thank you for the orientation of course we all know why um well, and our name is switched right amazing. our name our name morphed yeah. our name morphed because it's no longer foreign executive women at all um and i think well, it's I interesting read, to think i about read that why. on your website in 2008 yeah. Uh, open membership to Japanese women as well, as well as changing the name. And I thought that was really a significant point in the in the change. Um, let's switch from the history to what kinds of things you guys are doing now. Um, I love this idea of the lunches that you guys are doing. And because it's coronavirus time, the virtual lunches and the virtual seminars that you've been doing, is there one of you wants to speak to that? I know Tia and Kyoko, you guys have led these seminars and lunches, maybe Terry as well. Well, I wouldn't say led, but I've certainly enjoyed them. I, <laughs> yes. I would hand this off to, to Tia and Kyoko to pick up the ball and, and run with it. <laughs> well, I, I'm not uh, one of the, the, the spearheaders uh, for the lunch, and I think that would be Kyoko, but as a participant, um, and as a guest speaker of one of the virtual lunches, it's really fantastic to just kind of, you know, work from home. You kind of just put the work down for a second, maybe grab a little snack, uh, your water, your coffee. And you're really just having that, that virtual, you know, community session with, with other ladies. And it's, it's quite nice to just, you know, again, just take that mental break, network, um, and just have a, a conversation about a particular topic. And now that everybody's online for most of the day and communicating with people all across Japan, um, this is also a new change for a few Japan, that it's not just a Tokyo-only group, yeah. that thanks to COVID, uh, you have gone online and now can connect to women far and wide across Japan and maybe even outside Japan, is that right? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we were we started as very Tokyo-based because that's where things um, start often because there are so many people who are immigrants or foreigners here. But yeah, the, I'm not going to thank COVID because I refuse. <laughs> COVID has not behaved well enough for me to say thank you. But I will say 
thanks to, and I'm not going to use the, the Japanese um, term DX because it sounds like a medicine, but what <laughs> we found is that just like in the corporations that we work for, many of them have had to wrestle with a work from home paradigm. That is also true of few. And I'm not going to say necessarily it was easy, but certainly um, on a technological basis, we have the technology, uh, which we didn't really have when we started few. So now we're trying to explore and go deeper and see who we can reach and how we can reach them at a time and a place that, that suits them. It means that our events are pretty pretty bloody massive it's quite fun and uh yeah it gives more opportunity for our membership to our memberships to um to connect with all sorts of people you mentioned dx so i just showed the screenshot of one of your online seminars which was focused on dx by a dx expert that's awesome to see how women doing technology the way of the future it's awesome i have no idea what dx is but i caught my eye <laughs> I'll have to join. I'll have to join the next one. Please, please, totally. And I mean, really, in terms of digital transformation, you know, we've we we went into hosting all of our events, our monthly members meetings digitally. We had to figure out how to host our career strategy seminar digitally, which brought together, I think, you know, over a hundred people for that full long day, basically conference online, all digital, which was hosted on Zoom. We are thinking through, you know, we've gone to all digital board meetings, of course, uh, which is a kind of a different practice too, because it means the board doesn't really get to get together. And, and that's, you know, kind of unfortunate and we're, we're missing, you know, that ability to, to get together, but things are slowly shifting, we hope for the better. And, you know, we're finally also moving forward in terms of creating digital community for our members. And I'd love to ask Terry, you know, Terry can speak to way back when we had, you know, the list directory and then how we're shifting that forward. Can Dude, you we talk were about that? Paper. Our directory was paper. Remember paper? Like there was like a name. <laughs> I'm, I'm showing, I'm showing one of the oh, historical was... photos here. Um, <laughs> and and yeah. on your website, you also show like a typed out newsletter that used to have, okay, that's um, right. but but let's touch on the history of some of the speakers from the past that you talk about in the in the website. It's just really impressive. You had uh, Tokyo Governor Koike as one of the speakers in the past. You've had very internationally well-known uh, journalists. And uh, one woman that really caught my eye, she was the CEO of Body Shop in Japan. So she was talking about uh, the need for more sustainability. And this is way back when. Um, so, of course, me focused on sustainability. Really happy to see that. So it's not only about empowering women in the boardroom, in the corporate setting, no. but a real variety of women in different situations and empowering the nonprofit sector and mm. uh, organizational for social equity. So, Evie, it seems like that's been continued over the years. Is that right? I think so. I'm, yeah, I'm a new person from some years back. Um, yeah, we always had a focus on trying to make the world better through the framework of business, I think. And Jackie has more recent, um, I'm relatively new, um, but Jackie has more recent um, experience in you know, how we've been delivering that to our members. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's always been, and when I was program director, you know, going, I guess, uh, three, four years back, really, you know, we were thinking about women are interested in all areas. They're interested in the environment. They're interested in, you know, progress within corporations. They're interested in tech, diversifying tech. They're interested in bringing new ideas forward about how do we do different kinds of approaches to international cooperation. And so I think journalism, women in, in, you know, in journalism or women in the, the field of law, we've had all different types of topics. And I think our main commonality is we're, we're really a big tent. You know, a lot of organizations are industry focused. So it's like, you know, women in finance or women in law or women in a particular industry, women in, you know, different sectors. And Few Japan, I think, has that benefit of saying professional women uh, who are looking for personal and professional connection and community. We we attempt to provide a safe space and a brave space, uh, which is a new phrasing from one of our programs directors as well, where we really can explore all the different things that inspire us and that we're passionate about, more interested in that we want to learn from other women on who are experts. It's, it's really also honoring the thought leadership of all those other fascinating women who um, are leaders in their fields who we can learn from. Um, but they're not women who are so far away that you don't relate to them. I mean, these are off the record, behind the scenes, intimate conversations we get to have. And these are real women, right, of diverse backgrounds. And we learn a lot through that. And sometimes we also host public events uh, that are more you know, open to the public. They're all genders welcome. And that's, of course, the one that we're going to be hosting in October. But absolutely, I think you're right. Um, there's no limit on what the things that women are interested in and that are they're working for their, for, you know, we sort of see Few Japan is such a huge space of, of global diverse talent in Japan mm-hmm. and with tons of contributions to make to Japanese society. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about, um, so we talked a little bit about the history uh, founded in 1981, so coming up on the 40th year next month. It's such a big event. You want to talk a little bit about the event next month? Kyoko, would you feel... Would you like to pick that up? Would you dive in and share about what we've prepared? Um, So on the 40th anniversary next month, we're having the five awesome speakers, including Tia, who we have today. Um, They'll be sharing their um, stories back in uh, their few board. So I'm kind of all excited to hear their back in the day stories. <laughs> yeah. I think our back in the day stories overlap, Kyoko. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I've been on the board for four years, but we have um, a board member, the past board member who was way back. So it's kind of exciting to hear their back in the day stories and how they, you know, how they were like back in the day. So. Can we share the names? JJ, what do you think? Can we share the names of who's everybody speaking? We have five yeah. Her Stories, the Her Stories sure. of Few Japan. <laughs> sure, sure. So if, if that's okay, we can do the big reveal. No, um, Kyoko, do you want to share um, the names? I, I forgot to, <laughs> all the names, but um, uh, I have to, let me, yeah. So uh, Julia Maida is a past president and um, she was, Terry, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but pivotal, of course, in the switch from being foreign executive women to shifting yes. to becoming foreign empowering women because we changed the membership so that we could welcome yes. Japanese women. Um, so that's a really awesome 
I can't wait for that story. Personally, I want to hear more about that. Mm. I think that's really important as our organization's adaptation to really be more inclusive. Um, we have Sarah Fudia, also another you know, a past president who has uh, had a very strong role within the community as well. Um, and was, you know, inheriting the organization at a difficult time after 311, I think. And so there's a whole interesting resilience story there that I've heard her speak about that I think she might give us a sneak peek on. Um, we have Megumi Moss, who is a former board director, but also, um, and I mean, I met her first when she was just starting out as an entrepreneur. So there's a really interesting entrepreneurial journey that we'll get a sneak peek at. And uh, Tanya Bach, who is uh, one of three who were leading the Women's Startup Club. And that was sort of the really important space where we supported women's entrepreneurialism and the startup space for women in Tokyo before there really were other organizations focusing on that or thinking about women as entrepreneurs, right, with an important role to play as employers and bosses and innovators uh, for society. And of course, Tia bringing her entrepreneurial story and also her past director stories as well. Um, but I'd love to throw also, if I could, to, to Kyoko. Um, in some ways, JJ, we've pivoted what used to be Women's Startup Club, which was kind of about women's professional development as, as entrepreneurs. We've ex kind of expanded, I guess, blown that out of the water to say, we're gonna do something that's sort of any professional orientation that women want to work on together. Kyoko, can you talk about what we've been building? Yeah, yeah so, so can I just touch on that? Because I just yes. showed a picture of Victoria Close. Uh, yes. she, she's she been a guest in the series. So she was talking about transitioning awesome. from being a teacher to running your own business. A uh, mm -hmm. very, you know, simple, single solopreneur, right? Um, yeah. And then you've got uh, people talking about women in, in pro sports and the women's rugby team. Um, and then yeah. you've got governance and people in the top of top corporations. So it seems like there's a real variety of uh, inspiration as well as speakers. It's really nice to see that uh, diversity in the type of work that women are doing as well who are represented. Is that right, Kyoko? Yeah, since we have, uh, you know, the big tent of all types of English speaking and intellectual women, um, so we try to host the inspiring events. Um, and also um, we're trying to, um, you know, cater all the professional and personal development as well. So this year we're launching the peer-to-peer -peer, um, mutual mentorship program for the members. So it's called Fusion, and I really look forward to this program. I I tried a, a test version, testing version of the peer-to-peer -peer last year, and this year it's gonna be a real version of the peer-to-peer. -peer. So I hope everybody's gonna join our as a member and join this program. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea to have people more instead of just one speaker in a big group, especially now that we all feel more isolated during COVID. To have that peer-to-peer -peer seems more like a lifeline for people, right? Um, I want to, before I move on from some of the speakers, I just want to make sure I mention some of the quotes. So Yuriko Koike, I know she was a speaker way back when, but I love finding the quote that she's talking about, uh, women in Tokyo 
in politics or in government in Tokyo will make Tokyo a much better place to live. And I had no idea that she helped develop the Cool Biz campaign. So, you know, where everybody wears the short sleeves and then you turn down the electricity and save energy. So that was a really nice profile from your website about her and the kind of initiatives that she has done in government as well as I don't know if she spoke about that uh, when she talked to the few group. But it's it's so nice to continue on the success or the career of the speakers as well over time and bring that back to members of a few so you can keep the conversation going longer, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Any other uh, speakers you guys want to mention that you've enjoyed hearing or uh, there was good feedback from the group after one of the sessions, like on a certain topic, seemed to really have traction with the few Mm -hmm. group? (laughs) I'm sure there's so many. There's so many. Oh my goodness. There's there's so many. One of the ones, because um earlier Jackie was talking about Tanya Bach of the Women's Startup Club. Uh I used to go to those religiously. Um they had a, a meeting every other month and they would have these phenomenal speakers who were in corporate, who were successful entrepreneurs, who had teams. Um, and they would just offer, uh, you know, a piece of, you know, what they knew about running a business, pricing, self-value um, that I just found invaluable. Um, but even with all of those amazing speakers, the one that I think a lot of few women resonated with, and I went to this one in particular, was uh, she was, a, I think she was a stylist and she was a color coordinator. And she had these, uh, her name was Maud. Do you remember Maud, guys? Oh, okay. From I found another speaker about colors. Yeah. Elsie Young did a color workshop. So it was a different person, but this, coming back to color, and I think so many women just came, took away something that was just amazing. We learned so much about uh, colors and how we should coordinate, you know, our clothing based on our skin tones and our mood tones and and I just, I think everybody went shopping after that one. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's memorable, lighthearted ones. There's ones yeah. that, that provide lots of practical tips and even promote deep conversation and deep mm. critical thinking. So, I mean, it really is a, a diverse array of, of speakers. We've had um, three, I guess, uh, two or three events that are looking at diversifying tech that actually ended up sort of, selling out, if you will. We had um, our first one was in, I think, 2018. And it was really this first conversation. It was an International Women's Day event. It was a co-ed panel. Uh, We got to hear from leading women in tech, uh, in coding, Yan Fan from Code Chrysalis, who's still a sponsor, you know, supporting organization. Wallen Case, a CEO, still supporting our organization so many years, you know, on. And then we had a follow-up event at the Canadian Embassy that actually, yeah, that one, the <laughs> Innovation Through Diversity, that we got, you know, we sold out the, the theater of the Canadian Embassy, which is like over 150 seats. Um, so it's interesting that those, you know, maybe that's not what we would initially think that would be so typically the for empowering women topic, but um, those really resonated with our membership and with their broader 
networks of people who they would invite as guests, right? And so we actually decided as a board this year that one of our themes is going to be continuing the conversation around diversifying tech. Uh, not simply because of the DXing, but just because it's been a part of our, our popular, I guess, history of our events that we wanted to keep going. And I do, I do think yeah. that women in sport has been another sort of popular one. We've done at least uh, two or three now around, you know, how, you know, women's empowerment through confidence in team sports um, has been important with the connection. We did a collaborative event with EY. We had a collaborative event with Adidas. We did a collaborative event um, I'm thinking in terms of also, uh, yeah, the coach, the head coach of the rugby team, um, Canadian head coach, but of the Japanese national team, she was a speaker. Um, and then we hosted for our career strategy seminar, keynote speaker. I'm not going to have her name at the tip of my tongue. Kyoko, okay. but you that's, can help that's me one out. Of, but, that's one of the things I think is, is good to mention that uh, FU Japan since last year is a nonprofit, right? A registered nonprofit, right? And you do have corporate sponsors. You do have a lot of collaboration with the corporate world, which is enhancing what you're trying to do with empowering women in the workplace. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Shall I step in? Yes, please. Okay. So um, one of the things that me and my co-director, uh, Lily Hart, uh, have put together or are consistently putting together is uh, a list or a collection of corporate kind of sustaining members and also organizational members. And what that means are these are special types of members that are offering a, not necessarily a donation, but they're paying it forward towards few because they support what we're doing. They're supporting uh, how we're enhancing uh, diversity and inclusion uh, messaging and uh, narrations to our members. Uh, and they, not only are they supporting us at a distance, but they're also bringing people from their ranks in with our community. Uh, we're not just building community through individual membership, but these kind of corporate sustaining uh, members uh, who we have such as Audi, uh, uh, Joy, I know you know your sister is also <laughs> one of our corporate sustaining members at Jarman International. Um, and then the five members from their groups uh, actually come mm -hmm. and participate in what we're doing month to month. So those could be from the virtual lunches, the peer to peer uh, meetings, as well as our normal uh, meetings as well. Uh, so we really do want to make sure that we not only acknowledge the support that these members are giving us, uh, but that they're a part of the, the family and a part of the community and process as well, so that they can take something back uh, to their company and to their teams and implement them in any way that they choose. And I'm just showing the FU Japan website right now. Um, mm -hmm. So if people want to see all the details or to find out more, it's fujapan.com. And uh, you can find all of this information that we're talking about and all the sponsors and all the events. And of course, the important how to sign up, right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, we welcome individual members, organizational members, corporate sustaining members. Everyone's bringing a contributor mindset because all different types of these members are just passionate about our mission. And I think what's been beautiful is that's really given us a financial sustainability when we're thinking about sustainability as your your key topic, right, JJ? 
you know, running all volunteer all the time for 39 years is laudable. It also leads to tremendous burnout and fatigue and women's chronic, chronically being underpaid to do all of this heavy lifting around women's empowerment. And so I think one of the beauties of, of how we've been able to pivot is now we have these contributions, different tiers of membership fees um, that give us a financial sustainability as well as the legal financial, you know, the, the legal piece on the incorporation. We can be a nonprofit, which means that we get the benefit of these nonprofit status for accessing Google for nonprofits and, you know, Slack for nonprofits and every single tech app. We now are finally eligible to get these discounts, which helps our sustainability long term and our capacity to have impact. Um, but certainly everyone is bringing that sort of space of wanting to contribute to the mission. And it's good for SDGs, right? Reporting on, you know, SDG five. It's also great for you know, ESG investment perspectives for companies that want to say, hey, we're doing something that's good for the, the S, the social and ESG. So they can put that on your their annual reports that they're showing up for the SDGs and the ESG. And they put that on their report back to their stakeholders because they're supporting our nonprofit. And it's just a really lovely virtuous cycle. That's awesome. I, I mentioned some of the speakers in the past who have talked about sustainability and about the environment. I would love to see a sustainability mention in the mission. That would be wonderful to see. So the social impact side is so important, empowering women, but we are in a climate crisis as well. So it would be great to see that as a core part of the mm. vision as well. Uh, just to mention another one of the speakers from the past, uh, not too distant in the past. It's an online session, so it must have been in this COVID time. Uh, was that this year you had a talk yes. with Miwa Mori, which is great. Yeah, February 2000. Yeah. And I see I see some of the, the people that have been in my talk show series as well who are very active in sustainability. Um, as well. So it's it's definitely something you have available to you. It'd be great if it was part of the mission and the focus of events and at least mentioned as well, right? We're something actually real. been looking at, at we've been reviewing our mission statement since incorporation, but really in earnest reviewing it, I guess, since June with our new team. Um, and these are pieces where we've been trying to think about how we're signaling a variety of different new values that I think are present in our community, but perhaps had never been actually named or articulated in the mission statement or in what's on the website. So the website is a little bit, you know, the copy is a bit out of date with now the new thinking that in some ways is, is animating, I think, the current team's aspirations. You're on point, you're on point, That's always it hard. Is. But you guys have such a great community on Facebook. Would you say Facebook is your most active social media community. You've got over 2,000 people there. Anybody? Kyoko, do you want to weigh in? I mean, we had our outgoing, <laughs> our outgoing social media, I know, social uh, public relations director, Carrie Crome, did a huge amount of work building our social media presence during COVID, like just a tremendous amount of work. And uh, we're grateful for that contribution and helping us build that digital presence. And we're trying to think about how to leverage that more and Kyoko and our incoming public relations director were, were thinking about how to build uh, a stronger presence 
both for, I think, Facebook and we have a, a LinkedIn group as well. Um, because professional women often are more on LinkedIn, actually, as it turns out sometimes in terms of where they want to connect with like-minded uh, yeah. women. But Kyoko is building, sense. I think, those pieces forward as vice president. Um, Kyoko's a, our, our savvy, <laughs> our social media <laughs> savvy person building that forward. We're trying to post like at least once a week, um, also introducing the um, featured board member of the week. And um, yeah, trying to increase more of a social media engagement. And now we have a social media um, communication director. So we're looking forward to more of an improvement, improvement on social media. It's great to see. And I see some of it, like when I make the thumbnails as well, I'm using Canva. And I just found out that the the person who started Canva is a woman and she's donating a lot yes. of her profits back to the community and organizations around the world. She's an amazing woman. So it's right. it's so nice to see women using products made by women and supporting other women. It's all good. You know, we need more of that. Definitely. Uh, Terry and maybe Terry, you've been a little bit quiet. I would love to hear more from you. <laughs> dangerous. It is dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. Once, once I get started, it's hard to get me to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, what? Yeah. Do you want to talk about anything about few? Go ahead. Well, I think a lot of, uh, I don't think, I know a lot of my focus right now is on setting up that, that few Slack community called fusion because again I, I paper is beautiful but no no more and you know we, this is an opportunity for our members all of this you know um digital virtual living and community online is giving an opportunity for our members to talk with each other directly which we haven't had in a very 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 long time mm. we used to have that that used to be possible on our website once we moved up from paper but you know mm. that can ne not necessarily be the easiest thing in the world either so we're going to be using slack and um yeah. i'm hoping that we're going to be launching it fairly soon as, as a pilot to get get used to doing it from that viewpoint mm. um i want people to be able to talk to each other in between virtual events you know I mean, it's kind of like oh it's great to see you and how fantastic and how wonderful i'll see you next month but it may be nice if somebody has an idea or a question or, um, I don't know, a cat to show or whatever it is, <laughs> a dog. I don't want to be, you know, turtles, lizards, whatever the pet is, children who are not pets. I understand. I don't have any myself, but many people do. Where there's more ability to be a little bit more social mm. and connect with, with, with folks in you know different um types of jobs i mean the whole thing is not to turn into a you know uh one of those things an mlm kind of situation because no that's not going to be this this is going to be a very safe casual and um, loving space for a few members only mm -hmm. so if anybody watching i can't tell if anybody's watching if you're here in japan and you want to sign up yeah. this is how you get to take advantage of all these wonderful opportunities Definitely. I'll have to bring my cats yeah. out. Yeah, bring the cats out. Um, Terry, that was exactly a point that I wanted to, to raise. And now that it is possible to connect with people outside Japan. Um, but one thing that I was thinking about when I was looking at some of the speakers who had never lived and worked in Japan, 
but they had definitely were dealing with gender issues wherever they were mm -hmm. and talking about stand up and be heard, a lot of the great advice. But wouldn't you say that it's, it's kind of a specific situation in Japan? And Japan is maybe a little bit farther behind uh, than the other countries. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all know that Japan is ranked ridiculously low in terms of gender empowerment, gender equality. Mm -hmm. So it's it's so nice to see that in the last 10 or 20 years, there has been a lot of focus, especially on peer-to-peer -peer or speakers that are in Japan and who understand the Japan situation. Is that something that you want to continue as you move forward? Jackie, you want to pick up this one? Sure. Um, I mean, I... Okay. I I'll speak mostly from, I guess, I've followed more of, I guess, the, the content in the last four to six years. And I think certainly has been primarily all women based in Japan. Um, I guess for career strategy seminars in the last year, this was our first opportunity where we said, oh, we could actually choose somebody from outside Japan as well. And that was kind of a rarity. Um, if you look at the the run-up and the lineups that we've had, it's really predominantly. But I think the digital format, what it has done is it's allowed us to, like what you've experienced, JJ, I think for your Seeking Sustainability, you can reach out to not just women in, well, for us, it was predominantly women based in Tokyo because it was an in-person event. You had to physically get to a location. Our, you know, our our home was in Hiro and then our home was at, you know, Tokyo, Tokyo chapter in Roppongi. And so it were these specific locations. Now we're online so we can go across Japan. Where are the interesting women across Japan? And we even took that approach for our board. We yeah. said, okay, if we're going to lean into being few Japan, not being few Tokyo, really few Japan, we can have board members that are based. And so we do actually have um, two to three board members that are located outside of Tokyo. It's a first ever. Um, and we've been able to reach out to them thinking about how does that diversify our pipeline of speakers through those contacts that are not necessarily just in, in the Tokyo, greater Tokyo area. So I think that's an interesting, and of course, diversifying our membership. So the other theme of this year, really important theme is connecting with women in the regions of Japan who are English speaking, maybe are feeling isolated because they're also not only isolated, there's not a critical mass of foreigners like Tokyo, uh, foreign women, they're isolated and they're really looking for a space of connection across, uh, you know, we say sort of global minded intercultural women, multiculturally, you know, competent. They take multiculturalism to be normal and when you walk in the space. Um, but and who are also looking for a safe space that is really women, women friendly. And we're explicitly also, um, you know, trans women inclusive and LGBTQ inclusive. So we're trying to name these things that have kind of, I think, been taken for granted that we would welcome any and all types of women. If you're coming in from the regions, if you're coming in, if whatever is the diversity point that you are bringing in, in addition. Um, but we've never really named it, I think. And I, our board this year really had conversations deeply about how do we just show up for our values and be more clear about that voice um, of putting that out there. And yeah, that means we can I, reach. I definitely think, yeah, no, no, for sure. It's, it's wonderful that you can get speakers or get people to connect all over Japan. But, but I do think there is also an argument. I'm not completely against the idea of getting foreign speakers because in terms of sustainability for me as well, there's always something you can learn from people abroad and maybe apply that back to Japan and see if it might work.
And now, like, like we know from many of your speakers who work for international companies, we know that a lot of international companies in Japan are also changing the situation for gender balance and usually for the better. Isn't that right? Definitely. I would say so. I would say, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Tara, Go ahead. I would say so. I mean, I, I'm fortunate that I, I work for Apple, so I can see a lot of the changes and I've been there, it's going to be 11 years next year. So even in that case, I can see the level of mind change that's going on. And it's really interesting. Are we interesting to me? I don't know if anybody else will find it interesting. Um, it's interesting that it's not always a matter of um, a manager, a male manager or a male top person thinking, oh, this person can't do that job. Sometimes it's actually the person themselves because they haven't really been, you know, encouraged, you know, to take that next step with their career. Um, and we have lots and lots of opportunities and lots and lots of training, but I think few is also really useful. If you want to step out of your, your day, your nine to five or your nine 30 to six 30 or whatever it is, and then talk to other people who are maybe going through something similar, or maybe they're a little bit, you know, maybe you're kindergarten and they're third grade, that, that can be a really helpful thing. I found it quite helpful um, myself. So I think Japan is changing. I, I've been here 20 something years, so yeah. the place is always changing, but I do think it's important to take note that uh, foreign companies, foreign companies, that's such a bad way to put it, but you know what I mean, they can have a great effect to show how things can be done in a particular sector. Um, and I think that's really useful. I mean, sometimes it's just, um, you know, it's just words like the government will, women, I'm an, I'm an, I can't even say the word, women, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an, I'm an. Oh, <laughs> women, women, womenomics, women economics, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, y'all didn't talk to the marketers about that one. However, <laughs> whether they oh. meant or not, <laughs> let's take advantage of what's there. Let's take advantage of the opportunities. And I think few, I mean, we're not the only organization, but we are yeah. really, really set up to help folks move forward in, in those areas. Okay. Yeah. Be quiet now. Hmm? No, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, I just want to, I want to show this page from the website where it talks about the four parts of the mission um, for few, have I got it right? Community service. So promoting and volunteering community engagement, uh, supporting and raising money for nonprofits, uh, we awareness raising and peer mentorship. Those are the four, like you said, Jackie, maybe this is a little bit outdated. I hope not too much, but it's most uh, these, of the, the points. I these think. are good, Still. good for principles to have. Yeah. Can you I mean, talk I, a little I, bit about the, the organizations that you've supported through the fundraising, like in Japan, or is this to help I can talk about that. Yeah, Tia, when in, in, our, in our recent past, uh, Tia was leading that actually when she used to be on the board. Yeah, so um, when I first joined the board, the FU board, I actually joined as the community service director. And this is one of the kind of mission statements that fell into my camp. Uh, basically what we used to do um, was we would pick one or two NPOs to partner with for the year, sometimes two years, and every event that, uh, every special event that we would hold, uh, we would donate the proceeds uh, of that raffle prize, of that 
entry fee uh, to the organizations. And some of the organizations that we have supported uh, mm -hmm. were Mirai no Mori, um, A Second Harvest was one that we, we frequently supported. Uh, Japan Cat Network uh, was one. And the person who I relieved as um, the community service director, uh, I she was at the head of that organization was actually the former community service director um, of, of that one as well. Uh, and then we kind of, the last year of being or having that community service director position, we kind of went a little bit open. So every month we would work with an NPO. So one month we worked with Peace Boat. Uh, the next month we would work with the Resilience. And so we would just kind of pick different uh, NPOs every month uh, and feature them through an article or if we had a special event that uh, we were receiving uh, monetary funds for, we would donate that to uh, the NPO we were representing that month. So we were pretty active in terms of making sure there was uh, awareness of English uh, or international-minded uh, uh, organizations that our members could participate in and not really face so much of a language barrier. But some of those also did include environmental uh, NPOs mm -hmm. as well. So for some of the members that were focused on sustainability or sustainability was at the forefront of their personal cause, we were able to direct them in that direction. Yeah. Our last big blowout, Bonenkai, that was in person. Uh, mm. it, you know, we had a really fun, <laughs> tremendously successful dance uh, Bonenkai party in 2000 and gosh, I want to say 19. I can't believe how far it was back 19. that goes. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're also desperate to have another big dance party together because <laughs> it was so fun. And Tiffany uh, Rosdale did our DJing at the time, and she's actually now on our board as the special events director. Um, but at the time, that was the, I guess, the recipient. Uh, we did a fundraising and uh, we generally did a raffle for each Bonenkai. And we chose uh, NPO Women's Eye at that time. And that was a, an organization that was working on women's leadership in Tohoku. Uh, so a Japanese uh, NPO based uh, outside of Tokyo for the first time, I guess. And that was a different way that we could support more Japanese women's organizations that are functioning at the grassroots as well. Um, since we've had incorporation and then we're hit with COVID, we haven't really had a chance to think through what our strategy will next be. And so I think all of these conversations are things that, you know, the board is trying to grapple with. And then we want to try and think about how do we talk to our members about these issues? And, and we have a, a member survey that we're trying to develop so we can try and take the pulse in, on certain of these issues uh, for the membership um, to see where, where, you know, where people are located. Because there's been a, an ebb and flow, I think, and as is normal. The numbers generally during a crisis, uh, you know, post 3.11 or post Lehman Shaw during COVID, the numbers go down because people are swamped. And women, of course, we know during COVID have been grappling with the caregiving load, the childcare load, the homeschooling, the elder care, the figuring out work, uh, work life balance around remote work pieces. Um, and so membership sort of dropped off, I guess, in 2020. And then now we're building them back up. Uh, and we really had like 77 women came out to our first members meeting last month, which is unprecedented. We've never had that many at, at a members meeting. So that's exciting. And we're building, you know, to back up the membership pipelines uh, to really get a sense of what is this group of women across Japan? Tokyo may be predominance, but still across Japan, more and more 
um, a board director in Kyushu, a board directors in Nagano, where do we bring in our pipelines of professional women who want to be connected to us? And then how does that change what we can build? I think is exciting to think about. And that'll change, yeah. I think, those those directions. That's awesome. And I think like you like you said, a lot of work is online. So if you're doing online events, you want to kind of differentiate from a work Zoom, right? So mm. like to Terry's point, you bring out your cats. Or I know Kyoko is very involved in fermentation. So bring out your sake. <laughs> yeah. you know, have have oh, yeah. like a drink. I bring out your so oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Who's going to talk about the few lounge? Who wants to talk about the few lounge? Because we've been innovating in that space with a few lounge, really, to bring that sort of sense back. Oh, Um, we need Tiffany for this one because she's the DJ for the few lounge. And our our membership directors have this pre-event lounge space. So members come in and they first have a welcome within the lounge with the membership directors. They got the DJ music going on in the breakout room and women can have their their pre-dinner, pre-event drink, anything you'd like. Um, and, you know, we have a social space. And before that. we even get I into the I didn't see that on your website. You need to put that oh, lounge it's, okay. on your website. I want to see it. <laughs> oh, so I mean, it's it's one of the things that's mentioned in on our event page. But what I'm hearing is, is you want a nice page that says <laughs> like lounge ladies, Just, get your drinks. Yeah, I want to see pictures. That's good. I want to see video. I want to be invited. Most importantly, I want to be invited to the next one. <laughs> We, we we featured it prominently in our in our newsletter, but maybe it didn't go onto the website. So that's I a think, big tip. I think it's how we promote it. We need we need to maybe get a, a hint of like happy hour vibes. Yeah. <laughs> have, have your cats hold up your cats or hold dogs, up right, cats. Terry? Hold <laughs> up the cats. The dogs, the lizards, the turtles. We got the cats. Oh, nice, Kawaii. That's 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 the third cat. That's the oh cat. man, <laughs> I am my own pet, so I don't have pets myself, but I love to see other people's, both mm. obviously children are very important, as they are human, and then pets because they're just adorable, they just, <laughs> they're just pure, and uh, I think everybody will, or, or hold up a glass of sake, or, yeah. you know, I mean, hold up what you're interested in, I mean, it's a really yeah. great opportunity, people, I'm interested you know, in water. I think so, so I think funny. So. You would yeah. have been you would have been I'll, laughing if you were behind the scenes. I'll join you oh, for nice. some water there, Tia. People were popping <laughs> in. Yeah. Popping into the <laughs> lounge. I was yeah. like, whoa, who are all these people? And they were like the word lounge. And maybe yeah. they have the same reaction you did. So, yeah. you know. So yeah, we're trying to out. get back to like, you know, we used to have memberships at the reception desk welcoming everybody. And so we're trying to like recreate this digitally. And it's <laughs> yeah. it's interesting. And, you well, know, it's, that's, it's, uh... that's connected to my next question, because I know Tiffany is is on the event committee. She's also helping organize on the 40th. So hopefully we're going to get some lounge action yes, for the 40th absolutely. luncheon. Um, but also when things go back, are you going to try to do like hybrid meetings where you have some people there at the venues and then some people can join online um, so you can keep this sense of it's not just Tokyo a bit longer? We're not 
yet having a firm policy on when to entertain that possibility because we had those conversations literally nonstop all last year. And of course, you know, the targets kept shifting with COVID and then vaccinations and then the Olympics and then vaccinations and then, you know, not having Olympic audiences and not having anybody come into the country and then Delta variant, right? So it's just a moving target where we've said this year we're digital. We would like to maybe do one staged event in May or as a big, big, uh, you know, hybrid in the sense of staged event that we live stream to the country. Um, and and we're going to hold off and we're going to let our board, you know, be reasonable and take in the evidence and see what's happening before we would have to venture an answer on that. Sounds good. Very sensible. Yeah. I mean, the target's always shifting right now for when when live events would be responsible to do right uh we've we've only got about eight more minutes it's been a great conversation so far is there anything we haven't talked about that you'd like to touch on can i jump in for a second i promise it won't be long i don't know if you've noticed but i'm not japanese (laughs) i've been here a long time and i've got to why are you laughing kyoko it's true um here's the thing I have never found a group of people with the level of intellect, humor, humor is really key, um, compassion, the ability to think on their feet, and that, that lust for learning. I'm a lifelong learner, and I would guess that most of our few members are also lifelong learners, whatever yeah. area is. And when I walk in, I not only see the old expat community, God bless them. But I also see people who look like me in Japan, yo, this is not normal. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm so pro few, you cannot begin to imagine. I am really, um, yeah. anybody who's watching, just know that there's a place for you here if you're, if you're reasonable and not crazy. And you really have the opportunity to connect with why I don't understand why this fun thing is Well, I, I now that you say that, I'm thinking, what do you do to the people that are crazy? Like that's what like, I was thinking. That's where my mind went, JJ. No, I think in fairness. I think in fairness we have such a secret. I wanna know. I'm from New York City, so almost anything goes with me. I'm looking always for few, for people who assume positive intent. That is just really key to me. Folks who say, you know, people are gonna make mistakes. I'm 63, my life, man, the amount of mistakes that I have made and I'm still Mm. making even as we speak, you cannot imagine. So what I look for with few members is I hope they can say, look, it's not easy to do what this board of directors does, but we love doing it because we love to give these opportunities. So crazy as a spectrum, I don't really mean it exactly. I just mean people who understand, assume positive intent as a really important part. I got you, yeah. Yeah. And fall forward. I love that idea and that's so important and we need to support each other to fall forward. And don't worry about taking a risk. And I think I think that is particularly hard for women to take risks, right? Think? As a, yeah, I think so. Well, right. We're I think one of the, I think to echo Terry's point too, I mean, we are a nonprofit that's all volunteer run. 
on top of full-time paid work commitments, on top of raising our children, looking after our pets, keeping all of the other appendages alive in our lives, looking after loved ones that are, might be abroad, checking in on Japanese friends and communities we're part of, having passions and hobbies as well as outside interests. So we also want to, you know, uh, you know, attract women with a contributor mindset who will appreciate that we're all passionate about women's empowerment and that we are stronger together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, women maybe underpaid, maybe, you know, overworked and all of that. We don't want to have any of that stuff in our dynamic as a nonprofit. We're trying to really build resilience and sustainability of our financials so that the board is not also just in this like sacrificial, you know, charity type logic. I mean, we have full lives and we want our members to show up and, and contribute and volunteer too. you know, to, to get involved and join a committee and get, throw ideas out there because it doesn't have to be everything done by the volunteer board. Right. So I think creating that space of generosity that we all appreciate the contributions being made and the contributions of our individual paying members, our corporate sustaining members, our organizational members, all of them are contributing. And we learn from each other and we grow stronger together. And I I think that networking and leading to opportunities cannot be underestimated as well. I think before we started, right, Tia, you were talking about that? Yeah, Uh, I'll say this in in a few seconds. Uh, I am a true believer of few. Um, I wouldn't be here without the amazing ladies and the support that the members uh, and the people associated with few had have given me um, as cheerleaders, as clients, as there have been many roles that that the women of few have uh, filled or taken a part of in connection to me growing as a person and and me growing as a business and a photographer. So, you know, I this is my my third year uh, as a few board member, and uh, I'd do it again because. I, I just so I owe so much to you. That's awesome. And then about the networking, before we started, you mentioned um, that it's it's actually been really good for your career. You've gotten some good referrals and stuff. Oh yeah, the networking aspect. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, going to Jackie's point and and Terry's point about just the support. I mean, if someone's looking for someone and people are aware of what you do and and, and who you are. Uh, people do sing your praises and people do stick their necks out, you know, for you as that that person or that service provider. Um, and like I said, that I've been in the few atmosphere for going on six years now. And I, I've just there's always been somebody that said, oh, yeah, somebody from few uh, recommended me or, or recommended you uh, to me. Or uh, I saw you at the last few meeting and I wanted to to get to know you and what you do a little bit more. And. I mean, even just paying it forward, uh, we had our first few meeting uh, of the year uh, with 77 members or guests and um, and someone reached out to me saying, hey, you know, I really liked what you said at the meeting. I just wanted to ask a couple of questions and we engaged in, you know, a conversation afterwards. So that's really uh, the kind of magic that I love seeing uh, when we have a few meeting, a few podcast uh, or anything connected to few and uh, public and member facing events. That's awesome. Uh, Kyoko, anything you want to add in the last, last minute? 
Well, I just hope that um, a lot of more Japanese、um, women, like global minded Japanese women, would、um, join us as well. Because、um, a lot of ladies out there who came back from who came back from overseas countries might be interested in a lovely、um, group like you. So I'm just hoping that there will be more global minded female、um, Japanese ladies would join us. Yeah. I think that's so, that's such an important point. And everything that you're doing for international women, I hope, is also pulling up a lot of Japanese women, whether they join few or not, you're pulling up everybody. And that's the, the great thing about all the networking and all the events and all the peer counseling and everything that you guys do. So that was a great discussion. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you very much. And looking forward to the 40th. So that's on October 21st. It's a、yes. lunchtime event. Yeah. And like many of your events, even if you're not a member, you can register, pay a little bit, and join. Is that right? This one's free. This is a public is it? special anniversary event. It's free to everyone, all genders welcome. Nice. So, we'll definitely put a link to how to register because you have to register in advance, right? Yes, to get the, to Zoom, get the Zoom, Zoom information.、Link. Yes. So, I'll put that link below. Thank you, everybody, for you. sharing all your insights about the amazing 40 years and、uh, where it's headed. Very exciting things、and、ahead. Thank you, and- JJ, because you're going to be our. Co moderator for the up to、oh, yeah. that event. You didn't、yeah. say that. that but you're you you're the co moderator, you know,、That's、working、right. with Tiffany Rossdale. So we're going to, you know, have the pleasure of you、uh, joining that conversation as well. Thank you. We're, we're going to, me and Tiffany、effort. are going to bring the lounge vibe. Yeah. Gonna yeah. Right、oh, oh. <laughs> going to bring down the house. Oh, man. All right now. <laughs> the latest gossip. <laughs> Lounge wizard ladies. There you go. Well, it's a a virtual lunch. It should be fun. It's a celebration, right? Absolutely. Her stories. Yeah, her stories. Exactly. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Great comments. And uh, yeah, it'll be a great time on the 21st. So please sign up and join us, all genders. But uh, that was one thing I wanted to mention. A lot of your events. People who are non members can also try an event and try it out, right? For where women only, that was, right, that the women、nice. only events are, we can, we can bring a guest,、uh, members can bring guests, and guests can, people who are wanting to test it out definitely can check it out. And then for special public events,、uh, we also welcome men and non binary folks as well for those events as well. Awesome. And you can find Few Japan on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. And of course, the website, fewjapan.com. Thank you all so much. Everybody, have a great evening. Thank Take you. Care. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.